on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. Hi there folks, I'm Aaron Young. When you turn up to the airport for your winter or summer break, there's that feeling at the moment of dread. Where did all these people come from and why just aren't there more staff? It's been an ongoing problem since the aviation industry restarted in the ashes of the pandemic. But it's also been a year and a half since the lockdowns ended for most of the Western world. And yet the queues are still long and the frustrations are plenty. The US Bureau of Labor Statistics predicts a need for 18,000 pilots annually over the next decade in the US alone. Boeing alone aiming to hire 10,000 manufacturing and engineering professionals this year just to keep things going. Here's an example of how staff shortages are impacting the industry. Rex is an Australian airline. It flies mostly regional, but took on a fleet of 737s to fly the major Australian capital cities just a few years ago. But now Rex forecasting a $35 million loss for this financial year with the regional airline citing a lack of pilots and engineers, as well as a drop in business travel, a sign that this is still an issue of supply and demand. For more, let's bring in aviation journalist Jordan Chong standing by. Uh, Jordan, are you surprised uh, that we are still dealing with these critical staff shortages? In some ways, no. I, I would say that uh, the staff shortages in the aviation sector are mirrored across uh, a number of other uh, industries. You only have to see the reporting from um, companies, you know, across the supply chain of, of various um, sectors of the economy to know that um, people are still looking for adequately skilled, adequately trained professionals uh, in a whole host of areas. So um, aviation is not immune to that. And I guess, um, you know, that's being borne out in some of the announcements that have been made um, in recent times. Interested, we'll, we'll go back to that in a moment, but interested the situation with Rex, for example, the Australian airline, you would have seen the news come out about a $35 million loss, and they're blaming pilot shortages for this um, on regional flights. Uh, that is something that you would have thought by now they might have been able to get people back into the industry, but I suppose they were growing their airline at the same time the pilots were leaving the industry. Well, that's correct. I mean, uh, you can see that uh, during the period where aviation activity was um, quite restricted, there was a lot of uh, pilots and other skilled staff who were either furloughed, put on leave without pay, um, or other sort of arrangements. And for some of them, uh, the retirement age arrived and they retired, or they decided that um, they had enough of a working professional life left to try something different now to um, regain those pass those professionals to the industry has been difficult and coupled with that there is strong um, competition for pilots amongst all the airlines or skilled aviation professionals across the airlines, the airports, across the supply chain. So regaining those employees who were either let go or put on leave without pay um, has been definitely a challenge for um, Rex in this case, but also for um, a large number of um, airlines. And we can see that because um, we look at the capacity statistics um, and not a lot of airlines um, have returned to 100% of capacity um, compared with pre-COVID-19 levels. 
which is an incredible situation. Um, do you think that Rex's strategy of buying 737s has actually worked? It's perhaps a little too early to make a definitive call. Um, what I would say is that uh, the addition of um, Boeing 737s to the fleet has definitely expanded the network, has allowed Rex to um, operate uh, more flights on capital city trunk routes, which it didn't previously, and that can support its um, regional network. I think I note in Rex's announcement this week that their revenue from their uh, turboprop or regional network is up near or above um, pre-pandemic levels. So um, you can see that uh, the, but when you look at the company as a whole, obviously it's now forecasting an operational loss. So I think um, the addition has definitely expanded the network and allowed it to do um, more things. And, and Rex, Original Express is an airline group, so I guess they derive their revenue from various different sources. So perhaps they think that the ad addition of jet operations has definitely um, um, been a net benefit to the group, even though they're operating a full year, forecasting a full year loss for this financial year. And business class, they say, has been slow this year? Well, I think the announcement mentioned that um, it, it feels as though their business travel is uh, down um, where they thought it might be, and they cited that um, travel budgets may have been exhausted because of how expensive it has been to travel um, internationally. Uh, and certainly the anecdotal evidence or the evidence from um, people who record these things shows that um, international travel is much more expensive than it was compared with prior to the pandemic. And with companies wanting to get back out on the road uh, and meet their clients or meet their teams, um, and capacity not back to where it was prior to pandemic, um, the demand has really lifted pricing. So, um, you know, if you have to make a trip to Asia or North America or Europe, um, that might not leave much left in the, in the budget for, you know, those trips to regional centers or, you know, domestically in Australia that I guess, you know, the, the domestic economy has also seen pressures through the high interest rates and cost of living pressures. So there are a lot of, I guess, pressure points um, on airlines. And, and I guess Rex is sort of highlighting that in its announcements this week. Predictions uh, that things, you know, may return to normal, but they haven't yet returned to normal. Do you think things will return to normal or do you think they've changed for good? Interesting question. I, I would say that the passenger travel experience um, you know, has, has um, returned to sort of where it was prior to the pandemic. I mean, airlines are um, not requiring passengers to wear masks. Um, the testing and um, pre-departure sort of administration has sort of largely fallen away. Uh, but in terms of um, fares, I guess uh, there is some expectation that um, as airlines add back more capacity and as sort of the travel demand stabilizes, um, there might be some easing of fares. Um, so, I mean, we've seen that from airlines announcing that, you know, they expect fares to normalize. How quickly it does is sort of a question that um, um, it's hard to answer. But in terms of normalize, I think the passenger travel experience is definitely normalizing. Uh, it's just a question of whether the fares and the, um, I guess, the, the pressure points, like you mentioned in your introduction, the 
the cues and the bottlenecks. Yeah, um, and it's, it's interesting to... because kind of for the first time in a long time, we've got a situation now where it's both supply and demand for the aviation industry at a time where people are seeing travel, traveling overseas to be a necessity that even in these difficult days of the economy, um, it's going beyond that, right? So you've got a supply and a demand issue, which is something that the aviation industry, I can't think of a time that it's had before. Can you? Uh, well, look, I would say, you're right. I mean, the, the strong demand and pressures on supply, um, are, it, it's usually either one or the other, um, but clearly um, it's just going to be a question of time to sort of work through the surge in demand and then work through the supply chain um, pressures to make sure that airlines are trying to return their capacity. I think there are some um, commentary out there that talks about uh, while it's, it's airlines can very quickly go from 30% of capacity pre-COVID to 90%, it's that final 10% that's going to be uh, the biggest challenge given, you know, for example, a lot of airlines had uh, reduced their fleet or retired aircraft early and then all of a sudden they're faced with this huge demand increase and those aircraft, you know, would have been handy but they were retired so they've had to, you know, work out other ways to... Um, bring aircraft back into the fleet to operate. Um, yeah, and not to mention the pilots there as well. Jordan Chong, really appreciate your time. Thank you. And that is the program for now. You can head to tickernews.co for more. I'm Aaron Young. I do hope to see you soon.